Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon, here with my friend Anne Chavruta, your Dana Osband. Our daf of the day, Masachet Yoma, daf Pei Dalid, page 84. Page 84 means that we are fast approaching the end of Masachet Yoma. We start with Sukkah on Friday. If you are one of those people who, like everybody learning daf Yomi, has fallen a bit behind, uh, you might want to join us on Friday, you know, and catch up with Yoma on your on your own time some other time. Sukkah is a, it's a completely different Masechet. The issues are different, the topics are different, um, and it is, not surprisingly, largely about the holiday of Sukkot. Um, okay, we also, of course, have our Siyum coming up. Our Siyum on Yuma is on Sunday, because that is largely more convenient for everybody. Sunday at 5 p.m. Israel time, 10 a.m. Eastern Seaboard time. Do the math for the other time zones. We look forward to seeing many of you there. Uh, if you would like to speak, have a few reflections on Masachi Yuma, do not hesitate to let us know. We would be very glad to hear from you. Uh, anything else here, Dana, in terms of announcements? No, we're, we're in Yuma, start our next Masachar, and hope to see many of you on Zoom on uh, Sunday, July 11th. Okay. Now, what I, I, have, I have divided this daf in my head this 84, DAF 84, page 84, um, into what I'm calling fake medicine and real medicine, uh, which basically is that the whole beginning of Ahmed, from Ahmed Aleph going on for quite a bit, there's a number of true ailments with what we today might call suspect remedies. And then we move on to there from there and enter a realm of, you know, the halachot of pikuach nefesh and, and more seriously, um, the real, or at least as real as we can handle it, um, real medicine in that it doesn't specify this is a remedy for something that you don't even know what you're talking about. Instead, that's not said well, but the uh, instead of instead of saying here's a remedy for an odd illness, it says if you are sick, you know, take medicine or do what you need to to get better. It's a little bit less specific and therefore a little bit more uh, relevant, I guess, through the generations. I want to open with some of the, or at least some of the passages about the, what I'm calling fake medicine. There's a bright that was in accord with the opinion of Shmuel. So this is a discussing, it's talking about a case that began on the previous staff, which is about a mad dog. There's a dog that presumably it has rabies, they may not have known about rabies, but they certainly knew about the symptoms of rabies in terms of there being a phenomenon of a mad dog. So the, how are you going to kill this mad dog? And the, the description of what how you know that you've got a mad dog before you is in the last passage on the previous stuff. So what happens here is, is you can only throw it, you can only kill it. You have to kill it with a thrown object. The chayefbe mistakein the nevetle might. Because if you get rubbed, if somehow you come in contact with a mad dog, it's, you could become dangerously ill. And if you would be bitten by a mad dog, <coughs> um, one who is bitten by a mad dog will die. That is the claim. And I think that does kind of, you know, there is a great risk. So the Gemara says, well, then what's the remedy for the person who somehow is rubbed by the mad dog, becomes sick? Like, then, then what do you do for this person? So the Gemara says, you should take off all of his clothing and run. The Gemara says, 
חף באחד מיני הוא, בשוקה שליחים הוא למאנה ורהיט. So the Gemara says, Rafuna is the son of Rabbi Yeshua, was rubbed by one of these mad dogs. I don't know how common this was in the marketplace. He took off his clothing and he ran. Amar, kiyamti batzmi, ha-chokma t'chayye ba'alea. It says, I've fulfilled the verse in the, from Kohelet, which says that wisdom, chokma, preserves the lives of those who have it. Meaning he did the smart thing, he ran. Um, he stripped himself from the clothing and ran. I, I find this an interesting remedy, as I say, because um, it may in fact be wise, but I'm sure we can work hard to figure out exactly how this might help somebody. If there's some kind of contamination on the guy's clothing, then this would be helpful. I'm not sure that the running helps unless maybe that really did something like it. I don't know, got the blood going and, and I don't know, but it, it's not any remedy that I think we know about today that we would call it serious medicine in our era. Okay, the Gemara goes on. The one who's bitten by the mad dog will die. What can you do for this, for this person who's been bitten by a mad dog? So the Abaye says, let him bring the skin of a male hyena. And he should write on it. Amashka da apa dikre kativna alach kante kana kilus. So he's going to write on the skin of the male hyena. I, so and so, planya, again like plony. I, so and so, the son of so and so, I'm writing this, and it seems to be some kind of incantation, upon this, about you um, on the skin of a male hyena. And then there's this language of kanti kanti kalirus. And some say, uh, so this is right, these, you know, in this incantation, which does not seem to have any translation. It's more seems to be the, the sound of the words, the syllables. And you write the name of God, Lord of hosts, and then Amen, Amen, Selah. And then you take, then he has to take off his clothes, bury them in the cemetery for 12 months, and then he should take them out, burn them, take them out and burn them in an oven. Sorry. It should be parashat. There we go. Parashat Rachim. Um, he sh- should sprinkle those ashes from that the clothing that had been buried in the cemetery for a year and then burned in an oven. He sp- sprinkles the ashes, scatters them at the crossroads. And then during those 12 months of the year, when the clothes are buried, every time he drinks water, kishate maya lolishte ela you should only drink from a copper tube and not directly from a spring. Lest he would see the image of a demon in the water at the spring and then he would be endangered. He had Abba Bar Marta, like the case of Abba Bar Marta, who Abba Bar Minumi. Because what happens 
Abba Martin is also called Abermar Manyume, whose mother made him a gold tube for this purpose. So, um, I this is, I mean, I think perhaps now it's clear why I'm calling this the fake medicine, because I don't think we know of any remedy for any ailment that would involve, you know, writing on a skin of a hyena, an incantation, and then burying the clothes, and then burning the clothes, and then scattering the ashes, <laughs> Now, maybe making sure to drink from um, from a copper tube, maybe there's something in the copper that could really heal the person. I don't know. But the rest of it seems difficult to me. And the rest of the Ahmed here has more of these cases. It's, you know, I don't need to go through all of them. They are, I find them fascinating. I find them really interesting. To, you know, there's great detail over making sure how do you how do you solve this? How do you how do you cure these ailments? Um, and the discussion of Safidna, Safidna seems to be a real it was a real ailment that was it began as a mouth sore and then it ended up with you know bothering the intestine. So I have no reason to doubt the ailment. It's more just a question of you know what do you really need to do with the the medicine for it. In this case, and I'm not going to read it inside because I want your data to get to the more practical stuff. Um, is a discussion of, you know, when basically Rav Matya Bacharash has this ailment, he gets the medicine, he's supposed to go every day to get the medicine, and eventually he says, what am I going to do about Shabbos? She says, if you promise me that you won't tell anybody, I'll give you the secret recipe for the medicine. And then he promises her, and then he tells everybody anyway, and the rest of the discussion is really about how could it be possible that he would go back on his word that way, isn't that a chil Hashem, that he has, meaning she's not a Jewish woman, and and isn't this a reprehensible conduct on his part? And there's all, all kinds of discussion of why it's not really so bad. I, I mean, that story is very interesting at the end because they, they recognize that as it is transmitted, it doesn't say something nice about his character. And they sort of have to bend over backwards to figure out a way to say, it wasn't really so bad. And I like that the Gemara has that standard and that it bothers them. Right. So, yes, I, you know, I think that's a good thing. So I'm going to move on. I totally agree with you. You know, sorry that that's sort of what we would call fake medicine. But I always do wonder, and I, I wish I had time. I'm sure someone has studied it. If there isn't some truth to some of the things. In other words, is there an element uh, in some of those, you know, remedies that the Gemara presents that it does would give some improvement or, or be helpful in some way. Um, but the second step, you know, sort of moves back to our discussion of Bikuach Nefesh. And it is three different topics within the discussion of Bikuach Nefesh. The first one is Suffolk Nefeshot. Uh, then the next one is, it quotes an interesting new Brisa about Bikuach Nefesh on Shabbos with four very specific cases. Um, and then the last one is the idea of rove in pikuach nefesh. In other words, do we need to follow the majority? Um, so we don't have time to read the entire daf, but I'm sort of going to try to do a few snippets from each of those three sections. So the first one is, right, uh, so, you know, the Gemara starts with right? So the question, the Mishnah there was talking about that you could take, if you had a pain in your throat, you could take medicine and Shabbat because it's a suffix. It's uncertain if this could end up being life-threatening. And so the Gemara says, why, does, why do we need to say that in any case of an uncertainty, right, if it's a suffix nefashot, it still would override Shabbat. 
So here they give a very interesting Kiddush, which is, it's not talking about whether it is Suffolk for that Shabbat. It could even be a question of if it's a Suffolk for another Shabbat. And what do they mean by that? Right? What would this case be? Right? The doctors basically say, let's say this person needs to take medicine for eight days. Right? And the first day of those eight days is Shabbat. So what might you have thought to say? So you may have said, okay, wait till after Shabbat, and then you'll take the first dose of your medicine. Right? But so they don't need, because you would say, okay, this way you wouldn't, you didn't desecrate two Shabbos. So we learn differently. In other words, yes, even though it may be that it's not immediate that something bad, that this person's going to die, right? He could just take this medicine for eight days. And it will be fine. So the question would be, he has to take this medicine for eight days. It, 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 it's over two Shabbatot, okay? So maybe the first Shabbat, he should wait and take that medicine later. And the Gemara is basically saying, no, it's exactly the opposite. You should not actually, uh, you shouldn't actually, you act, shouldn't actually do that. It's okay, it, you know, even if it's going to be, even if the concern is more about uh, a, a, another uh, Shabbat. Um, so that's sort of the idea of, uh, of Suffolk. I'm going to skip the next little, uh, the next little part here. Um, and, uh, you know, which also talks about, again, an idea of a future Shabbat versus the current Shabbat. And the Gemara then goes on to say, the Eino scenes of Arim Halulu, right? Lo al yadei goyim, lo al yadei kutim, el al yadei gedole Yisrael. The Eino rim yesu devarim halulu, lo al pi nashim, lo al pi kutim, aval mitztarfim ladarachar. So here the Gemara sort of says a very forward-thinking thought and then sort of a not forward-thinking thought. So the forward-thinking thought is, is that, and again, I'll go back to what we talked about in the previous stuff, where I think here there's a statement by the Gemara that is a little bit not how we practice today, right? Here it's very clear to say that when there is an element of Bikuach Nafash, and even if it's Suffolk, and there's a desecration of Shabbat that has to happen, you don't need, don't go out and make sure it's done by non-Jew, or by the Samaritans, but rather it should be done by Gedolei Yisrael. In other words, it's almost saying like, it's a mitzvah to go out and do this. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to save a life. And don't like try to find like someone else to do it for you. You should embrace having to do this. And even the Gedolei Yisrael should do it. And I think today, I'm not, I, I definitely have witnessed circumstances where there was a question of even Suffolk, Nefashot. Um, I could think of certain cases where, you know, I once had that somebody came to me on Shabbat with a child who was not breathing well and then proceeded in front of me. There was a conversation between the family, you know, should they call a cab? Like, how should they get to the hospital? I looked at them. I'm like, you need to just drive your car, go to the hospital. So I think it's that kind of thing that the Gemara is talking about here. It's not better to have somebody else do the malacha for you. You're, you're allowed to do it. You should go ahead and do it. Now, the second. But that, but that story, it, it's reminiscent of yesterday's stuff, right? where this idea of have the confidence to say, okay, this is the need, right. meaning it's different. You're standing right there so they can, they can rely on you. But what happened? But they didn't even want to rely on me. They were just like, should they go to the hospital? It was a whole conversation how to get there. And I'm like, there's not time to decide. Just go ahead and do it. So I, I don't feel like this is something people talk enough about this particular one. Now, that being said, the next line is basically saying that when you need to do these types of things, 
you shouldn't rely on the advice of women or Samaritans because they're never to basically, we don't consider them ever to be experts. So obviously I took a little bit of sense <laughs> of this, maybe not a little, maybe a bit, a lot of this, but we can combine these people. So if I gave an expert opinion with my local Samaritan, then I could be believed. So again, I think these are the type of cultural statements that we find in the Gemara uh, that yes, they don't sit so well with, with modern people. Now, then I mean, the they Gemara, didn't spend all the years in medical school that you did, you know. Right, right. And then the Gemara to even make this this point even more so, then quotes Tanu Rabbanam, Mifakim, Pikuach, Nefesh, B'Shavad, V'Hazariz, Hareza, Mishubach, V'Ein Sarichli, Tol, Rishumi, Beitim. So now quotes a price that says, one who uh, engages in saving life on Shabbat is one who's Zariz, he's vigilant, he's praiseworthy, and you don't need to get permission from the Bezdin which again, I think goes back to our point of common sense. And then they basically quote this Brysa, part the rest of the Brysa talks about these four cases, a child who falls in the sea, um, that you could take a fisherman's net quickly and get him out, and that why that's praiseworthy, a child who falls into a pit, um, it's praiseworthy. Somebody who sees that a door is locked and a child is inside who's scared that you're allowed to basically break down the door. Um, and then finally, uh, you know, that if you... Um, uh, uh, you can extinguish a fire by placing a barrier of some type of metal or clay. And again, that this is, these are all vigilant things to do. And then the Gemara goes, sort of goes through each case to say, why did the Brysa uh, need to actually go through each one of those cases? And that's a specific reason why. But again, sort of trying to emphasize the point of the Brysa is don't ask permission, just go ahead and you should go ahead and do it. Finally, the third piece here that the Gemara talks to, Amar Rav Yehud, Amar Rav Yehud, Amar Shmuel, Lo Alchu B'Pikuach Nefesh Acharei Arov. Right? Then when it comes to Pikuach Nefesh, Rav Yosef says, we don't follow the majorities. We do in other areas of Halakha. How is this? Hechi Dami, E Nami De'eka Tisha Yisrael V'goy Echad Benayu, Ruba Yisrael Ninu, Ela Plaga Uplaga Sepik Nefesh Lahakel. Right? So we may say that what? Let's say we have a case right, where there were nine Jews and one non-Jew, and a building collapsed on them. Then, of course, right, the, the majority of Jews would say, please go ahead, desecrate Shabbat. Now, again, these are the types of things that to our modern listener, there is a question about whether or not we do pikuach nefesh for non-Jews. This is something I'm not going to beat around the bush. This is something that is totally discussed in the Gemara, whether or not you do. Um, I think today every rabbi would say, of course you do pikuach nefesh for non-Jews. But I think what this is more of a reflection of is it was a complicated relationship sometimes. So here they're describing a case where there were nine Jews, one, nine Jews and one non-Jew. And since the majority were Jews, right, you you would, of course, desecrate. You, 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 you still would desecrate. You would you would uh, you would desecrate Shabbat. Right. But then let's say you had it was half Jew and half non-Jew. Right. Even for that, we're Lahakel. Right. Because. We, we basically filed a minority. And that the point is, even if there's a chance that one victim could have been a Jew, you're still going to go ahead and do it. So now they go and say, right, right? so that's the, uh, the, that's the case they really want to talk about, where you have nine, non-Jew, nine non-Jews and one Jew, right? They're saying even that's obvious that of course you would still say them. So they're saying what's really the chiddush of this case is that let's say the people are not trapped all together under the building, right? We know that they're trapped in different places and fixed places. 
and sort of evenly divide it, right? It's not like you're looking for a large group together. And they say still, you would still go ahead and you still would save them in this case. So this is the idea of sort of rove, right? We don't necessarily go according to the rove. There's an opportunity to save one Jewish person. Of course, we're going to go ahead and we're going to be, uh, we're going to be uh, Mechal Shabbos. And then the next case that they show with this is, you know, right? They say that's not even the case, right? It's the Let's say you had a group and then one person got separated, right? Right? So you might have said, okay, let's say somebody got separated and he left the group, right? And so we're not Jew. Is there a Jew or, or non Jew there, right? We're still going to say, right? Even in this case, we're not going to be worried about that. We always should do what we can do uh, to save somebody. You know, again, the Gemara is going to explore this a little bit more. Um, but, you know, again, I think this is what I'm more interested in here is, look, I think these. this is, again, one of these more difficult passages in the Gemara itself because it is making a distinction between Jews and non-Jews. And again, I t- for me, as the, you know, 21st century learner, uh, I don't love these passages. They definitely make me uncomfortable, but I want to be clear. I really don't en- know anybody who would pass indifferently about this, right? The the sack today would be, of course, that you save everybody. Um, and there's all kinds of reasons for that, meaning some of those reasons might also be of concern to us today. And some of them are just, obviously, it's life. This is what we do. Um, I just want to go back for just a moment and comment on the child behind the locked door. Right. Because the case of the child behind the locked door, I think, is, you know, the extreme case where you don't have somebody who is in who is who has a physical ailment, who's sick in some way. Right. You have potential. It's not it's not even suffering. Oh, maybe the person is not well. It's a potential for something to go wrong. If you have a child who's, I don't know, not able to to maintain him or herself you know, in, in by themselves, because I don't know, things could be dangerous or whatever. Or maybe, and this is what the Gemara says also, or maybe the kid is just scared. And this is a reason enough to break down the door. And I found that to be really a very strong comment on, you know, to the one, on the one hand, we, we have talked about all through Masach Shabbat, right? How, how strong the commitment is to keeping Shabbat, Yantif, everything. When there's an Isra Malacha, when there's a prohibition against Malacha, we are very careful. And yet, these things, even to the extent of making sure that the child is not a, a child who cannot be consoled through a closed door, you break down the door to make sure that the kid is okay. I, you know, I think it, it's a testimony to life. When we say primacy of life, it's not just like breathing, right? It it goes beyond that to to some sense of well being, uh, which I think we sometimes forget when we're when we're talking about, you know the primacy of Shabbat in contrast to the primacy of life. Yeah, I, I think that's a, you know, an interesting point to make there at the end. And I, I agree with you. The case that struck me most of that Brisa was the child, you know, struck behind the door. Staff gives me pause. I'm not comfortable with everything on it. And as it's expressed, um, I think this is one of the challenges of Gemara learning. Sometimes we sometimes learn things that maybe we don't always love. <laughs> that's our top discussion for the day thank you for joining us rank us review us where you get your podcast come talk to us on our facebook page and tell us what you think about this page and its challenges in the modern era thank you to rabbi michelle farber for hosting us on the hydra website and until tomorrow 
go and learn.